Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. Just wanted to give y'all a little intro that was from seven years ago yesterday. It was the infamous Money in the Bank, CM Punk versus John Cena. If you are a wrestling fan, obviously you are if you're listening to this. Um, that was the Money in the Bank where CM Punk won. He dropped a pipe bomb, I think, a couple weeks prior to that. And this was his winning and then his contract was up and they were having this whole debacle about if he won the title, he would leave. So I just wanted, because it was a very monumental moment in WWE history, so I just wanted to show that and it was on the um, Bleacher Report website so as you all know i said we said yet on the last episode that i would be doing a solo show this week um as my co-host the ace aside he is and he is out of town he's in california right now um enjoying his vacation so i'm going at this by myself today um just a little rundown of what I will be covering today. I will be covering the Extreme Rules, Pay-Per-View, Raw and SmackDown, um, a little bit of SummerSlam preview. There is an NXT spoiler that I have that if you got the alert or if you're on Facebook or Twitter, you've probably seen it. Um, If not, don't be upset because I will be giving the spoiler to it. Um... And also a little bit of news on NXT TakeOver Brooklyn that will be during SummerSlam week. And the last thing I will be covering is the Hogan backlash. Lot of lot of this lot to discuss within that realm. That's why that will be the last thing I'm gonna cover is the Hogan backlash. Um there is Booker T has something to say about it. Titus O'Neil apparently walked out of the Extreme Rules pay-per-view. Um, even though he was not on the card, he left the building because of Hogan being there. Um, the New Day issued a very powerful statement that I 100% agree and support to the fullest. Um, in my personal opinion on the whole Hogan matter, um, I will address that later on. But let's jump right to it. I last week, last Sunday, well, Sunday we had our preview show. We talked about the car. We gave our predictions, um, and as we were doing the show, we were actually watching the um, pre-show. So pre-show started off. You had Sienna Almas who defeated Sin Cara. Um, it was a good match. Uh, I un- I see why. The WWE doesn't really have that much faith in Sin Cara. Um, I know my co-host was bigging up Sin Cara and praising Sin Cara for, you know, thinking that he should get a push. But um, you watch that match, you can easily tell why he's never going to get a push. He botched, uh, he botched a spot where he was supposed to do, um, I believe, he was supposed to do her Karana from the top rope outside and he botched that whole entire thing um so it was a that was the only bad part about that match other overall um Sienna Elmas that is my guy 
I think that that's going to be the person who will be next up to take on AJ. They kind of hinted a little bit of that after the match. Um, there was an exclusive interview that sh- that they did backstage, and Selena Vega made a reference to it's time to move on to bigger and better things. And then SmackDown, he fought AJ, and I think that that is the prelude to them fighting again. I think they're fighting again at SummerSlam, or it might be a triple threat with Samoa Joe. I'll get into that later on in the later on in in the show follow this by the sanity new day match interesting match it was an entertaining match it was probably one of the better matches of the night even though it was on the pre-show <laughs> that tells you a lot um sanity won they pretty much put kofi through a table um e eric young did an elbow off the apron through a table so that's that um, then the actual show kicked off. You had the B team against Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. Uh, it, surprisingly enough, like I, like I said, you know, I thought that the B team was gonna win just because I think that they were very much they were over they they were getting over in the crowd with the crowd and everybody apparently was buying into this whole gimmick of the B team. Um, I think not. I just didn't want to see this team win, but they won. It's listen. This show was a decent show, but there's a lot of a lot of interesting moves that the WWE made, and maybe it has to deal with the fact that Vince McMahon was not apparently there. He wasn't apparently at the at the show, so that also will explain why Bobby Roode and Bobby Roode, Bobby Lashley and Roman Reigns did not headline. So that's that's one thing to be and like I'm happy about that. Then we had next up we had Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. This was a decent showing by both competitors, both Finn and Bale, both Finn and. Baron Corbin, Constipation Corbin, I call him, because he's not, he is constable, but I call him Constipation, because when I see him, I get the urge to take a shit. <laughs> um, it was a good match. Out of, like, you've listened to all my, you've listened to all these episodes, you know how I feel about Finn, that is my favorite wrestler. And I, I really just don't like what they're doing with him. You know, I, I don't like the moves that they're, the, the direction that they're taking him. I don't even know, the WWE knows what direction they're taking him. But Finn won by with a roll-up. Baron Corbin, it was pretty much the, Baron Corbin was doing the whole entire, I'm bigger than you, you're small, you can't do nothing, I'm more powerful than you, all this other stuff. Then we had Carmella versus Asuka with James Ellsworth being suspended above the ring in the shark cage. Now, when I watched this pay-per-view and I watched this match, the first thing that caught my attention is why the hell is James Ellsworth got on like a bubble coat in July? Kind of was interesting. So I knew there was something up. Then when you look at the shark cage, it wasn't 
elevated high enough. You know, when Jericho was in the shark cage, when Enzo was in the shark cage, when there's multiple people in shark cages during these type of matches, the shark cage is relatively high. This one was like it was low enough that you knew something was going to happen. So all of a sudden, you know, Ellsworth is throwing stuff out of his coat pocket. And then he he ended up getting a key somehow and picked the lock. And then he tried to come down. But his foot, because you knew something was up because his wardrobe was completely like it looked very it looked noticeable. Like we knew watching this that he was up to something something was going to happen so he got stuck upside down hanging from the shark cage Asuka took advantage and started beating him up and then other referees came in and she started attacking the referees and then Carmella snuck back in and threw Asuka to the shark cage knocked her out one two three Carmella wins I don't know what direction they're going with with Asuka. I know they wanted to make Asuka more human. Like, they wanted to bring her down a little bit. But you've literally butchered her character. You know, she. I don't even consider her to be the Empress no more. You know, I understand that they got Kyrie Sane in NXT, who's probably going to get called up soon. They just signed another great... Um, Asian prospect from Japan, I believe, to NXT. So she's probably going to replace Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane's going to get called up, like I said, and this just leaves Asuka in limbo. I don't know where they what they're planning to do with Asuka. She was this dominant force in NXT, and then she comes up here, and she jobs out. You know, she's she's. Just taking like she's she's taking this shit and and it's not I don't I don't agree with it. I think that Asuka should be in a way better role. Um I think that the women's rep evolution is another topic for another discuss for another day, which we will cover. But we are gonna discuss a lot of things with that situation with the women's rep evolution and how just how it is in in our opinion, but Asuka to me needs a better push. She needs something else. I don't really understand what they're doing. I don't see where WWE has Carmella. Um, I know that they have next week on SmackDown. Carmella's gonna face Becky, and if Becky wins, Becky gets a shot at Carmella. I don't understand why you have to fit like. The WWE likes to do things like this. Like, you like to give away matches before the actual pay-per-view. Why don't you have Becky involved in the triple threat or fail four-way since this is what y'all like doing now. They like having these triple threat, fatal four-way, big tornado tag, like these big matches to determine the number one contender. But now they just have, you have to, like, she's facing the champ. We've already seen this. So this is going to be an already seen match. I would rather see Becky go against another person to determine the number one contender. Then you build the story off of that. Old school booking. That's what I used to watch growing up. 
even as far as like last year, two years, three years ago, this is what we, they used to do. They got to do better with Oscar. That's all I'm going to say. This is followed by Shinsuke defeating Jeff Hardy in six seconds. Yes, I am not exaggerating. It was six seconds this match lasted. Not got in the ring. Jeff got in the ring. Nakamura runs, hits Jeff with a low blow. Jeff is out of it. The referee can't start the match off for some reason. Then all of a sudden he he told her, or not told her, he, the ref was like, I'm, I'm okay. No, the ref asked Jeff if he was okay, if he was okay. Jeff said he was okay. They rang the bell. King Shasa, Nakamura wins in the discussion. Randy Orton comes out all of a sudden out of the clear blue. He literally out of the clear blue sky comes out. And Jeff Hardy's already got hit in the nuts. And then Matt and then Randy Orton kicks Jeff in the nuts. Kind of a heel. Well, not kind of because, you know, SmackDown, he full blown the heel turn. Um, I love Randy as a heel. I think Randy Orton is best for business as a heel, not as a face. Um, kind of interesting to see what, what what's going to happen with this. Is there, are we going to see a triple threat in this? You know, not Jeff Hardy and. Randy, because at the end of SmackDown, Randy was calling for where's knock at. So, kind of interesting to see what transpires after this. Um, so, like I said, six six seconds, nothing more, nothing less about that. Um, I am happy to see that Nakamura has a title. It's not the title that I wanted him to get. I wanted him to win the WWE title. But, hey, Vince loves foreigners with belts. Especially foreigners with like the United States or the Intercontinental Belt. I feel like that's an angle that he goes with. Uh, KO versus Braun Strowman. A steel cage match. This was entertaining. I kind of loved it. I loved how KO was pretty much trying to run away and trying to escape by any stretch, by any way, any opportunity he had, he was trying to escape. Loved it. Uh, I didn't like when KO handcuffed Braun to the rope. So handcuffs him to the rope and Braun is sitting here struggling struggling with a handcuffed to the rope. So he's struggling, 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 struggling. All of a sudden, KO is on the ropes to climb in the cage. Well before he does that, he does the he does the suck it. And then he goes to the ropes and he's waving by. And Strowman is struggling to escape. Mind you, this is Braun Strowman, the same Braun Strowman who lifted an ambulance truck, the same Braun Strowman who took a grappling hook and brought down a fixture of lights and everything to destroy and kill Kane and Brock Lesnar. 
He apparently flipped KO's rental car over, but he's struggling to get out of handcuffs. So he does his little scream and breaks the handcuff off the rope and they get up to the top of the cage and then the spot. KO gets tossed off the cage through the announce table. Now, I've seen a lot of spots. Okay, I've seen, I've seen the Hell in a Cell spot. I've seen all the Hell in a Cell spots. I've seen ECW spots. I've seen Shane McMahon spots. <laughs> you name it, I've seen almost all the spots. Normally with spots, if they know that it's going to happen, they kind of prep the area. They kind of, if they see that it's about to happen, they start to move their stuff out the way. Now, the announced team, which was Cole, Coachman, Cole, Coach, Michael Cole, Jonathan Coachman, Corey Graves, they kind of stepped away. They kind of stepped back from the announcer table. But... They should have moved some of the stuff out of the way. Now, I understand that they want to give a like a sense of reality. Like, they don't think that Braun's going to actually do it, but they know that he's actually going to do it. So, when they throw him off, a lot of, a lot of people on Twitter and Facebook all was saying that KO really, he banged his head on the monitor. Corey Graves should have moved the monitor and all this other stuff. Now I'm like, yeah, that's true, you know. And I was like, damn, that's 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 crazy. But then my friend, a good friend of mine's, we were texting each other about the matches, and he goes and he says, for fuck's sake, they they had the air mattress, like it's an air mat, like it like an airbag, in under announce table. And I said, what are you talking about? So he goes, I was like, I got to see it again. So they showed the replay. And when they showed the replay, I seen it. And right as he hit the table, it ignited like like when you get in a car accident, the airbags deployed if the impact is hard, if the impact is, if it's enough impact to cause the bag to deploy. And that's exactly what happened. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, I've never seen this. They've never shown this before. Then what makes it worse is right after this match, KO went, by the way, because he was, he left. He got tossed off the cage and he landed on the ground. And then Braun Strowman comes off and he's like, the winner is Kevin Owens, and he's laughing, and I'm thinking to myself, and I'm like, isn't this kind of like a bully? Isn't this kind of like a heel move? Like, why is people, like, this is not what a, a face does. This is what the good guy does, you know, but... To each his own. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they're going to try to make Kevin Owens a sympathetic face now that he's, you know, he's going to win over the crowd and all this other stuff. Don't know. 
But another thing that kind of pissed me off is I'm used to seeing destruction. And after the match, they're just still standing there. No. Literally, right after this match, they cut to a promo. They cut to something. And then they come back. The announce table is back. They put back the announce table. No, you're not supposed to do that. Let's see. Let's continue to see the carnage. Because then if you go back to talk about it, no one's going to believe that Kevin Owens got tossed off the cage off the cage because your table is still is is built back up. You know? That's just something that I I've never seen that before and I don't want them to do that again in future references. I don't want them to try to rebuild the table. Um next up was the Bludgeon Brothers versus Team Hell No. During the I think it was either during the pre-show or during the lead up to this match, the Bludgeon Brothers attacked Daniel Bryan and Kane. And the Bludgeon Brothers injured Kane's ankle. Now, apparently Kane had injured his Achilles prior to this match and they wanted to do an angle with it. So that's what they did. Um, Daniel Bryan came up by himself, was taking on the Bludgeon Brothers, pretty much was going about it by himself. Kane came back out. Well, Kane came out. Kane did his little... Had his five minutes of fame. Um, Bludgeon Brothers end up winning. They retained the tag team titles. It's kind of interesting to see what they have lined up with the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, leading up to SummerSlam. Bobby Lashley versus Roman Reigns. Not gonna lie, this was a pretty this was this was a good match, you know. Um I'm not a big fan of Roman Reigns, as y'all know. Clearly. I'm not. But uh big fan um this was a good match. I'm not a big fan of neither one of these people, but it was a good match. It was a pretty good match. Um there was the one spot where Roman Reigns had Bobby Lashley in somewhat of a fireman's carry and dumped them off the rope, or dumped them over the top rope. And Bobby Lashley landed like hard on outside. Uh, Bobby Lashley won. I was surprised. Not even going front. I was <laughs> surprised beyond belief because I did not expect Roman to lose. But there's a but to this. And this goes into Raw. Next Raw, next week, next Monday, we're going to have Roman versus Bobby Lashley again to determine the one contender for Brock Lesnar. Uh, Alexa Bliss versus Mickey James. I mean, not Mickey James. Alexa Bliss with Mickey against Nia Jax. Nat- Natalia was there. Ronda Rousey was in the crowd. Shit show. Horrible. Absolutely horrible. I don't know what was worse. I don't know if it was the fact that it's an Extreme Rules match and Nia previously to this match was saying how she doesn't mind. She wants to go to the extreme. And then as 
Mickey and Alexa's bringing out the weapons and bringing out all this stuff, Naya is getting rid of it. I didn't like any of this. I didn't like Ronda Rousey's involvement in it. It it was it was just horrible. Like it really, really was a bad match. Um, I hope. Well, can't say I hope. Alexa Bliss versus Ronda Rousey is set for SummerSlam. Um, I'm just glad that Nia is out the. This this is done. Done. It wasn't a good match whatsoever. Uh, AJ versus Rusev. This was a great match. Rusev did put on a good show. Um, they they are starting this angle now because Aiden English ripped the turnbuckle off the top. Uh, ripped the turnbuckle off, and AJ bounced from one side of the ring. Came over to the other side where the exposed turnbuckle was. Rusev ran, hit his head on the turnbuckle. AJ ended up winning. Um, Lana on SmackDown pretty much said that, you know, AD English is not good for Rusev. Um, it's going to it's gonna lead into the split between AD English and, and Rusev. And I can see them possibly having a match at SummerSlam. Um the Bulgarian brute will come back. Rusev Day will probably be no longer. Lana apparently lost her Russian accent. Um, I just really don't. I'm upset that they're going to break up Rusev Day. I am. I love Rusev Day. I love the concept of it. I love how it was organic and it became bigger than what it is. Um, I think this was just the, hey, thank you for having, for selling, like, probably one of the, you're one of our top selling merch. Thank you. This is your thank you. And then the main event was Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins. Iron Man match. It was, it was okay. You know, I would have loved to see a ladder match with these two not really an iron man match just because you know one it's an ext- like this pay-per-view was extreme rules there was only one yes one match that was extreme and that was the Mickey that was the Alexa Bliss match and that match was a shit show so i think you had to it, like there had to be an extreme match, and I think this could have been that match. Um, but it was it it was a it was a okay match, you know. Uh, Seth was up three nothing. Then Drew got involved and pretty much laid waste to Seth and got removed, and then Seth ended up getting up going up four zero, and then Dolph came out. One, um, they ended up being tied four four. Now the talk of this match is not even the match, it was the countdown. It was the clock. It was the crowd. The crowd, ladies and gentlemen, was doing the Royal Rumble countdown. The ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And 
like the whole crowd was doing this to the point that they shut the the clock off the they took the clock off the Titan Tron. So you take the clock off the Titan Tron, guess what? The crowd has been sitting there for over probably five and a half, maybe six hours. They're annoyed. They're tired. They are they are sitting there, they're not getting entertained. So now they're about to entertain themselves. And they kept doing it. And there was a part in the match where there was a rest moment where Dolph had Seth in headlock. And you hear Seth or you hear Dolph say something. And Seth was like, Dolph was like, this is more annoying than, this is more annoying without the clock. And he said, that's why, and you hear Seth say, that's why they turned it off. It, you know, wasn't a really good thing. I think that they switched the card lineup. I think that they made Dolph and Seth the headline because they didn't, they didn't want the same outcome for a Roman Reigns pay-per-view headline, a Roman Reigns headlining closeout match. Like, I don't think that they wanted that because the past, you know, they didn't want to see, they didn't want to hear the headlines or see the reports that fans were walking out in drones because Roman Reigns was headlining. So, overall... It was a decent card. One of the better cards recently. <laughs> um, Backlash was terrible. Uh, you had Backlash that was terrible. Money in the Bank was terrible. So this was this was the this was a okay. You know, okay. I give it about a five out of ten, maybe a six out of ten. Um, a lot of things are still up in the air, but we started seeing a lot of things unfold on Raw and SmackDown as far as what could possibly be happening on leading up to the road to SummerSlam. Um, during this show, Kurt Angle did give ultimatums to Brock Lesnar either. He shows up on Raw, agree to terms for his next match or forfeit or be stripped of the title. Paul Heyman came out on Monday. Um pretty much cut a little promo saying Brock Lesnar can do what you did, Kurt Angle, which was when the UFC, you know, you won the title when you were Olympic gold medalist, Kurt, um, Brock Lesnar can be the universal champion and go to UFC and be the UFC heavyweight champion. Um, Kurt Angle pretty much said, look, either he defends the title or he's stripped. With no hesitation, Paul Heyman goes, can I make a phone call? Kurt says, no, I need the answer now. And Paul Heyman goes, you got a deal. You know, you, you, what do you say? He said, you know, you put on a, book, a good bargain, but okay. Brad Lesnar will defend his title at SummerSlam. So that's two, two triple threat matches. The first match was Finn. Drew and Roman. Roman won. I was very... I really, really... There was a moment where I thought Finn actually had the match won. He hit the coup de grace on Roman Reigns. Had the three count. Drew McIntyre interfered. That was the one time I was really pissed off at Drew McIntyre. Because I was like, God damn it. Like, I really wanted Finn to win. Um, Roman ends up winning. He spears 
Finn, Finn takes the pen. I don't know why, but Finn takes the pen. Um, then the next match was the next triple threat match, which was the main event was Seth Elias and Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley wins. Um, now you have these two fighting. I don't know. I think Roman's going to win. I have my feeling that Roman's going to win. I don't think that they're going to have Roman lose against Bobby Lashley two times in a row. I think that Roman will get his one up, beat Bobby Lashley, and then Bobby Lashley may go after Roman for the title. But Rome, but Bobby Lashley wants to fight Brock regardless. This is somebody that he's been wanting to fight. Um, I think if WWE is smart, they will capitalize on that. But this is also WWE. They're not smart. Bad PR move, by the way, WWE, by having the Barclays reveal that Brock Lesnar will be at Raw after SummerSlam. Great job. Um, Follow this up by, let's see, Sasha Banks and Bailey. Ladies and gentlemen, I have been a fan of both Sasha Banks and Bailey since their NXT days. I loved the boss character in NXT. I loved Bailey's character in NXT. I hate what they're doing right now with these two. A lot of, I'm here, I'm seeing a lot of people online talking about it's a lesbian angle between these two. It's not, I don't think it is. Um, at first, I literally had like a quick thought, like, hmm, this might be. But then I'm like, no, they're not going to go with this angle. Sasha Banks is married. Bailey is engaged. Um, they're not going to do this. I don't know. I, I don't know. This is dragged out far too long. I don't. And I think because it's dragged out far too long, they don't know what to do with them, too. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. So are we going to see NXT... Takeover rematch, Bailey versus Sasha at SummerSlam. I don't know. I honestly don't even want to see it because they they're going to short the match. They're not going to give this match just due the credit that it deserves, and it's it's just going to be a wash, you know. Um, Bobby Roode. There's reports that Bobby Roode is going to lose the glorious theme music. I will be pissed off if they get rid of the glorious theme music. Like, I'm sorry, but his character, Bobby Roode's character, ladies and gentlemen, is glorious. Like, I, I don't know about you, but it's something about this That just, no pun intended, but it is. It is. It's glorious. It it defines who Bobby Roode is. But the character that Bobby Roode is right now is like is a joke. Um, I think that he will be defend. He will be going against Seth for the title for an Intercontinental title. But I think that he needs a character change. I think he needs to go heel, 
scratch all this, be that heel that you were in in NXT, where the suits come out in the suits, have that cockiness, have that I'm better than you attitude. You are literally like we said last, we said on Sunday, Bobby Roode is Ric Flair, Triple H creation. Like they had a kid, Bobby Roode is their kid. Okay? End of discussion. That's what they are. That's what he is. Um, I spoke about AJ Styles going to face either Sienna, Almas, or Joe. Paige is going to make the announcement next week to determine who's going to be that person that face them. Um, I would like to see both of them, or I would like to see... I would like to see both of them, you know, because... I think Joe needs to be in the title hunt, but I also think that they want somebody new and I think they want somebody that's going to be, you know, I think that he has, I th- Sienna almost has the, he has the it factor, you know, he really does. Uh, that's something that I want to see. As I said, Randy Orton's best for business. That's pretty much it for the, oh, <laughs> They're starting the Daniel Bryant-Miz feud. A lot of people are saying that they would rather see this at WrestleMania. I said it on Sunday. I will say it again. They're going to have a trilogy. A trilogy is going to happen. SummerSlam, Hell in a Cell, WrestleMania. That is the lineup for them. Hands down, I don't think anything else. I think it's going to be SummerSlam. Hell in itself, and then it's gonna culminate at WrestleMania. I think that's it. You know, this this story is so deep, deeply rooted. It can go this length. It can go those three pay per views, and I think if the WWE does it right, as I you know as I said on Sunday, Dan Bryant rumored has resigned. If he you know does that, then cool. They're good. He's good. Let's get this rival. Let's shoot it up. And hopefully it turns out to be one of the better rivalries that we had of this year. So, a little bit of NXT. NXT TakeOver. Brooklyn. We have rumored Adam Cole, Ricochet, North American title. I've been calling for this since Ricochet got there and he didn't win the title. I said, okay, what title can I see him go for? NXT title? Yeah, not right now. The North American title will be perfect. And Adam Cole and Ricochet, these two, I believe, will have an amazing match. Probably will steal the show for that night. Just incredible. Simply incredible. Um, Kyrie saying, TakeOver, well, NXT was tonight. Um, Kyrie saying won the triple threat match. So she will be facing Shayna Baszler. Um, during this NXT show, they did show Adam Cole and Ricochet. And they well, Ricochet had 
an interview and then apparently there was a promo that Adam Cole cut pretty much, you know, saying what he said. Um, here's a spoiler alert. Tomasa Ciampa beat Aleister Black for the NXT title. So next Wednesday, when they show the Aleister Black versus Tomasa Ciampa match, Ciampa wins that. Ciampa, the Blackheart era has begun in NXT. I cannot be more excited for Tommaso Ciampa. I'm kind of scared for Aleister Black because that only means Aleister Black will probably be getting called up. And I don't want him to get called up because the last few people that got called up from NXT has sucked. And I don't want that to be him. I don't really want that to happen. I don't. I really don't. Um... This is followed up by nothing. I mean, <laughs> I I just, like I said, uh, that's that. A um, little bit of side note, Charlotte, before I get into the Hogan situation. Um, Charlotte Flair is scheduled to return to action July 31st. Uh, she was been, she's been out due to surgery. She had to get her breast implants repaired because they've ruptured so good news for that it kind of you know the the women's division is kind of eh, without charlotte being there um hogan now hawk hogan sunday was reinstated into the WWE, the Hall of Fame. Okay, he was reinstated into Hall of Fame. During this time, he was in. He went to Pittsburgh. He flew out to Pittsburgh. Met up with the people backstage. Some of the some of the wrestlers embraced him. Others didn't. Titus O'Neil is one of them that did not embrace him. Um. When he seen Hogan here, he said, what, what is he doing here? When he found out that he was reported to be back, Titus left. Straight left. Packed his stuff up, walked out. Um, this was followed up by The New Day. Now, The New Day is, if, you know, the The New Day, I think... I won't say is the the spokespeople for the for the black community in the WWE, but they are the most polarizing figures in the WWE as far as with the within the black community is three black African Americans, um, who are probably the greatest one of the greatest trios in wrestling history. So with that being said, Kofi Kingston made a post this was july this was today july 18th at 129 in the morning and it states the following to the wwe universe and whoever else it may concern this will be the only statement we will make regarding hogan's reinstatement into the wwe's hall of fame we do not wish to spend energy debating the point because between our kids 
our external ventures and this job, our energy is spent thin enough already, LOL. We are only writing this simply to provide any answer, to provide an answer to the many who have bombarded us with questions on where we stand on the issue. We preference this statement by emphasizing that this is our opinion and may not necessarily reflect the opinions of anyone else affected. How do we feel? Indifferent. We are not happy or sad, angry or resentful. Who put who WWE puts in the Hall of Fame is totally and completely up to the company. And from a career standpoint, there is no argument on whether or not Hogan should have a should have his place. We have no problem with his reinducting reinduction in the slightest degree. It is impossible to even begin to mention the history and evolution of this business without mentioning his name and accolades. On a personal level, when someone makes racist and hateful comments about any race or a group of people, especially to the degree that Hogan made about our people, we find it difficult to simply forget, regardless of how long ago it was. Or the situation in which those comments were made. But we also do not respond with more feeling of hate. Instead, we just do not associate with the people who convey or have conveyed it this negative and hurtful mindset. This instant will be no different. Perhaps if we see him make a genuine effort to change, then maybe our opinion will change with him. Time will tell. Though through the course of our lives, people have used racist comments towards us and it doesn't feel good. But we, but if we stop moving forward every time we are met with prejudicial hatred, then we would, we would have never achieved our current accomplishments. We know we are worth it. We know our kids are worth it. And most importantly, we know that people that look like us are worth it and have and always have been. There isn't a person on this planet who will be ever able to say anything to make us think otherwise because we believe in ourselves as people and don't need anyone's approval on that, regardless of who they are. Having said that, his reinstatement won't change anything for us. It will have zero effect on our ability to perform or the level of effort we will put into doing what we love to do. And that is to deliver an entertaining product each week for our fan base. Sincerely, The New Day. Never trade your authenticity for approval. I wholeheartedly, 100% agree with everything that New Day said, okay? Booker T made a statement. Now, continuing on with New Day, I, like I said, I 100% agree with what they said. I feel though as if they preached exactly my sentiments. Um, I've never really been a Hulk Hogan fan, Um I feel though as if 
he said it in a he said it out of anger you know he you know if anybody knows that story and knows that situation we all know what happened and I feel though as if with him saying what he said he pretty much left a sour taste in a lot of people's mouth um a lot of a lot of people was done with them you know uh I, and there's just certain people that no matter what happens no matter what Titus O'Neil is a prime example no matter what Hogan does I don't think that Hogan I don't think that Titus will ever be able to be okay with Hulk Hogan never think so um I think New Day pretty much took the same approach that I mean most people will probably take and that's you know we're just not going to associate ourselves with them and that's that's literally how it how it feels how I feel you know I'm not you know, if I caught Hulk Hogan out in public, I'm not going to stop to ask for an autograph from him. I'm not. You know, I, I just refuse to. You know, he was never really one of my people that I always looked up to as a wrestling fan. And now he's definitely not somebody that I look up to or want to even meet. So, you know, that's that's my opinion. Um, Booker T made a statement about putting it in the past and moving forward. Now, this is the same Booker T that made this epic video. I think the same thing is going to happen in this fourth quarter, man. Let me tell you something, Tino, and you out here talking about a click. The only click you need to know about is the Harlem Heat and Sister Sherry. See, because what you're dealing with here is the brotherhood. It's nonstop from this point on in WCW. We take what we want, and after we take Lex Luger and the Giant, we want the gold sucker. Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. I should point out for the record, Stevie Ray, look at this. Take a look. We're talking about the rack that took... That's the same Booker T. That right there was Booker T, ladies and gentlemen. And I just, time will tell. Time will tell. Like I said, I agree with them 100%. I think that Booker T is kind of the old school person. He has more of a personal relationship with Hogan. So I think that he's kind of just like, yeah, you know, we've all made mistakes. Let's move on from this. Mark Henry, I believe, well, Mark Henry said he believes that Hogan needs to apologize to every black person that works in the WWE. I will agree. I don't think that he will get a very welcoming response, but well, time will tell. Um, he doesn't have a contract with the WWE, okay? Does not have a contract with the WWE, but he is a part of the Hall of Fame again. It is a slow build to him getting back into the WWE. Uh, I think that WWE is just using using it as a marketing tool. You know, they see that they can still make money from Hulk Hogan. His merchandise will sell because he is arguably one of the greatest. Um, I will not discredit his accolades and his achievements, but I think that he was just overrated in my opinion. But he did set the bar. He did. He did set wrestling if it wasn't for Hulk Hogan wrestling would not be at the position that it is right now um but I just I was never a big fan of his uh so 
it time will tell. You know, as I've said, time will tell. I will continue to say time will tell. So that is pretty much where I'm going to end it today, ladies and gentlemen. This was episode 12. I'm going to start count. I'm going to start doing episode numbers. So this was episode 12 of the Royal Club Wrestling Podcast. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is your boy. I am the franchise. And I will be coming. We will be coming back next week. My co-host will be back. We will come back with another episode. We might, you know, we're going to, we're going to be, I said this a few weeks. I said this a few episodes ago. We're going to start delivering more. I do promise you, we are going to be coming to you weekly with our shows. Um, I just feel like we need to continue to deliver the content. I was watching. I actually, he wanted to see because we are using the Anchor app, which I do want to give a plug to anybody that wants to start their podcast. Um, if you want to start a podcast, if you want to just develop anything like that, Anchor is the place to go to. You can record on your phone. It's real simple, real easy. You can upload it onto your computer. You can edit, do all the things on there and just put it out there. We have pretty much, we have a solid foundation. Um, I just want to go over with you some of the perks that came up with it. With us having our Anchor app. With us using Anchor. So, you know, we we do have, you know, with it being a wrestling podcast and us having 12, you know, 12 episodes in. We are averaging about a hundred, a hundred and eleven plays all time. You know, the plays we average about ten plays per episode. Um, we do wish that the numbers were up, but it's a slow start. You know, it will, it will improve gradually. Trust me. Um, but that's why I'm going to deliver more weekly because I feel as if the more I deliver weekly, because I've seen that. As time goes on, there is a gradual number of view of listeners. So the more they listen to it, the more um, we can deliver it. So like I said, this is it. Uh, We will be back next week. Brand new episode. Same team. So with that being said, catch you on the flip side.